This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you've been with us this week, we've entitled the messages for this week, I Thought, But Now I Know. We talked about the great difference between the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God, that God's thoughts and ways are so much higher than ours. We spoke out of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. We showed that there is a link throughout the scriptures of knowing God and obeying his word. For example, in Deuteronomy 4, we read that doing the commandments, obeying God, will cause us to be men and women of wisdom and understanding. In Matthew 7, 21, the word says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Those who hear my word and acts upon them will go to heaven according to Matthew seven twenty four to twenty Matthew seven twenty four to twenty seven. And yesterday we spoke out of Second Kings chapter five, which is an, an incredibly clear passage that shows the transition from going from I thought to I know. And I believe we all need to get to that place. This is the story of Naaman, the captain of the army of the king of Aram, who was a mighty warrior, a valiant leader, but he was also a leper. And his wife had an Israeli servant who encouraged her to tell her husband to go to Israel because Elisha the prophet could bring forth healing. And he was reluctant at first, but he agreed to go. And because of his position and his power, there was a great deal of pride in um, Naaman. So when he got uh, to Israel, he thought he'd have a great welcoming committee, you might say. But nothing like that occurred. And it says in verse 11 in 2 Kings 5, But Naaman was furious and went away and said, Behold, I thought, remember those words, Behold, I thought, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. He was disappointed that he didn't get a royal treatment, but the people that were with him encouraged him to do this little thing. It didn't have to be a great occurrence. So then it says in verse 14, 2 Kings 5, So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. So get the order of things. He thought, 
Then he obeyed, and then look what we read in verse 15. When he returned to the man of God with all his company and came and stood before him, meaning Elisha, he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So because he went against what he thought, he decided at the encouragement of his people to obey the word of the man of God. He went from I thought, he obeyed the word, and then he said, but now I know. What a classic picture, Junie, we have in encouragement to all of us that we can't live on our own thoughts. And if we ought, we need to go from what I think to I know, we must obey the word of God. And you know, Shelley, there's something about God's word. You know, Jesus turned over the money changers. And the first thing that Naaman said in, in verse 15, after, behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel, he said to Elisha, so please take a present from your servant now. And isn't it interesting, Shelley, that in today's gospel, uh, money is a primary preaching. You have seed faith, give a little money, you'll get a lot. But here, the prophet, Elisha, would not take a penny. And so Naaman turned around and said, as the Lord lives, be who, be, actually, uh, Naaman said, if not, please let your servant at least um, be given two mules, load of earth, for your servant will no more offer burnt offering, nor will he sacrifice to other gods, but to the Lord. And in this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant when my master goes into the house of Ramon to worship there, and he leans on my hand, and I bow myself in the house of Ramon. When I bow myself in the house of Ramon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. And he said to him, Go in peace. And Elisha told this to Naaman, Go in peace. And so he departed. But Elisha's servant Gehazi, in verse 20, thought, Behold, my master has spared this Naaman, the Aramean, by not receiving from his hand what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running after him, he came down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And in verse 22, he said, All is well. My master has sent me. He lied. Elisha never sent Gehazi, but he said, my, sir, my master has sent me. Behold, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothes. And Naaman said, be pleased to take two talents. So Naaman gave him in the bag of silver two changes of clothes also and gave them uh, to two of his servants, and they carried them before him. And you know, it's very interesting that Naaman believed Gehazi, gave him two changes of clothes and two talents in a bag. And when Gehazi returned back to the house, we see in verse 25, but he went in and stood before his master, and Elisha said to him, where have you been? And Gehazi said to him, your servant went nowhere. 
And in verse 26, then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothes and olive groves and vineyards and sheep and oxen and male and female servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cleave to you and to your descendants forever. So he went out from the presence, a leper as white as snow. And Shelley, I really believe this is so important. I thought, but now I know. We need to know that when we serve the Lord, the Lord gives us from his hand. But when we go and uh, lie, or when we go and think we deserve money because we did something, we are in the same trouble as Gehazi was. Elisha knew that he would never take anything. Junie, you know, that's an incredible follow-up to what happened with Naaman. Because here Gehazi, a servant of the prophet, says in verse 20, But Gehazi, as you read before, But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, thought... See, we're right back to the difference between what we think and what we know. So here, this is such a powerful uh, encouragement uh, to live a holy, separated, consecrated life and to live in the light and the truth of God. But Gehazi, seeing the miracle that took place, seeing the dramatic change in Naaman, because Naaman came and said, I thought... He then obeyed God, and then he said, I know. And here we see Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, thought, Behold, my master has spared this name in the Aramean by not receiving from his hands what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. My brothers and sisters and anyone else who is listening, our thinking, our old way of living, our opinions, our perspective could be a great cause of sin in our life. And we, won't we even know it. That's right. It, that's just a way of living. God wants to give us the mind of the Messiah. God wants to change our mental perspective. God wants to change our mindset. God wants to change us from the inside out. If we continue going on on what we think without consulting the Lord, we are in great danger. And I appeal, we appeal to all of you, we cannot live by what we think. We must live by what we know. Knowing God, knowing his ways, knowing his word comes by obedience. And it's very interesting. I know we're coming to a close, but I think one of the great stories in the Bible is the life of Abraham. And Abraham was proved by God. He he was tested to find out where he was at by God over and over. And the great test in his life came when he had to slay his son Isaac. And when he was willing to do that, when he was willing to obey, God saw his heart. And when you look back at Genesis 22 in verse 12, we see this is what God said. Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. We need to come to the place of not withholding anything from God, not living by our own thoughts, which only cause trouble, and coming to the place by obeying him, 
We know God. And you know, Junie, this could possibly be best summed up by going right back to the Word of God. Colossians 1, beginning at verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with a knowledge of him, of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You see, good works, obeying God, will increase our knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness, patience, and joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he delivered us from the domain of darkness, which is our own thoughts, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We want to encourage you. Read over carefully Second Kings 5. We need to go from what we think to what we know. Praise the Lord. This being Friday, Erev Shabbat, we want to again identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen by reciting the Shema. And please say it with us if you know it. Yes. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And Lord, we do pray that each one of our listeners and Shelley and I would ask you for the mind of the Messiah and walk in his ways that we might come to know you in spirit and in truth yes, in a Lord. deeper way. We love you, Lord, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.